everybody. I'm Lauren. I'm Emma. And you're listening to The Oak View. Hey, Emma. Hey, Lauren. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Not great. Okay. Yeah, but same. okay. Work has been interesting. Lots of home time, lots of unsure about what's going to happen in January, but just like, okay, not bad, okay. just okay. How are you? Same. Yeah. It's like winter time, so it kind of gets a little dull. It gets, you know, seasonal depression is here. I'm going to buy one of those sun lamps because I've been told that they're actually very helpful. They're so expensive. I should ask for that for Christmas. I should ask for that for Christmas. Hey, mom, can you get me a sun lamp for Christmas? Thank you. That was for my mom, guys. (laughs) (laughs) We want to say another thank you to everybody who has been listening to the podcast. We see you. Lauren and I made a TikTok. And let me tell you, we see you people from the TikTok. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who has been consistently showing up and downloading. Please, again, give us a rate and a like. And all right, let's talk about it. Awesome. Are you excited for what we're going to talk about today? I don't. No, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> you probably should be. Yeah, because I feel like it's going to be kind of depressing and I'm not a huge fan of learning about the truth behind what we're going to talk about. We're going to have so much fun. All right. You're in charge. Okay, Emma. What do you know about the wage gap? I think the typical response I give is the whole 70 cents to the dollar. That's okay. the only thing I can really compare it to. It's the only thing you have at the top of your head. Yeah. I mean, I know that women are not necessarily equal on the comes to the pay sp- scales, but I also know that it varies between careers. Good point. And we're going to talk about that today. I'm excited, but again, I'm really nervous. So if our listeners haven't figured it out yet, by the title and by the little introduction, we're going to discuss the wage gap today. Is it going to be fun? Hmm, we'll see. Obviously, because we're doing it. Um. <laughs> Vote of confidence, everybody. Vote of confidence. I think that everybody just needs this knowledge in their back pocket because these conversations come up and people don't really know how to talk around this topic, right? Have you experienced that? Absolutely. I think anytime finances or personal things like money comes to the table, I get really unsure. And it's uncomfortable and you don't want to say the wrong thing. And I feel like people easily brush it aside. Yeah. And I'm sure that's probably really difficult for companies, especially if they're trying to figure out what's right and what's not right. Mm -hmm. So if we claim to care about this gender gap, the wage gap is something that comes up. A portion of gender inequality is due to this thing called the wage gap. But what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? People always talk about it without enough information. So meaning We're having uneducated conversations that are confusing to people, and that makes this topic seem daunting. Makes sense. I've had this happen where I make an offhanded joke or something about women being paid less with my coworkers or whatever, but I didn't really have the knowledge to back it up when somebody questioned it. Oh, that that can be scary. Like, we do make the same amount, so like, I don't believe it, or like, I don't know where those stats are coming from, so it doesn't really make sense to me. So this is for all of us, right? Getting some basic, not hard to grasp. This is easily Googled information, okay? Okay. Information so that we can improve our conversations and do our small part in taking action to reduce this gender inequality. Right on. Right? Because education is 
on these topics is key. And that's why we're talking about them because we feel they're important. Right. Agreed. So the gender pay gap or the wage gap is the average difference between the wages, meaning the payment or the earnings of working women and men. Okay. Not hard, right? No. It seems pretty straightforward. Just the average earnings. So if you look it up, there's going to be some different numbers and terms that you're going to read about. So don't get overwhelmed. We're going to keep this strictly like Wikipedia summary version. That's okay. Perfect. We're here to help. So the first thing you need to know is the terms non-adjusted versus adjusted. So the non-adjusted gap is where we are at for reasons that we'll discuss today. Okay. So the non-adjusted gap means it's the average difference between those two numbers. And there's factors that are the reasoning behind this wage gap. When we take the adjusted version, we take into account all of those reasons. So the things like the hours we work, the occupations that we choose. Okay, so you're saying that there is an average difference between male and female in totality, but then the non-adjusted is the specifics like, I'm an architect, you're an engineer, I work 40 hours a week, you work 50 hours a week. Is that what you mean? More like the adjusted version compares the same occupations so the same job and the same qualifications okay so someone in my specific field compared to me compared to you okay great continue because then we're eliminating this gender dominated fields that are tipping the gap right because of course nothing can be compared always because then you're not on the same scale Yes, and obviously our adjusted rate is going to be less of a gap than the non-adjusted rate because the non-adjusted rate is just like overall everybody's payments and the adjusted rate is simply job to job. What are we looking at? Interesting. What's the average for those occupations and that? That makes me curious to think that's why some people might not see this as a very serious topic because they're only comparing between the adjusted rate. Yes, and when people only think about themselves or their jobs or their field, maybe it doesn't really apply. Maybe the gap is pretty small. But a gap is still a gap, right? Exactly, and there's so much more that goes into this, and I feel like some people find it hard to understand that all of this has an impact and all of these reasons play a role, and there's a reason why we don't see women in higher management roles. There's a reason why we don't see women of ethnicity in higher management i don't like that well neither do i i don't think anybody so we're gonna talk about it so now that we've kind of talked about this you know boring recap oh sorry for just reading to you i think it's important to understand though so what is your first question my first question is why does the difference matter like why do we need to know the difference between adjusted non-adjusted and the average It matters so that you have enough knowledge to understand what the gap means so that we're not spreading misinformation. Because if you come in with the stat that you heard about, like you said, the 70 cents, Mm -hmm. if your coworker said, well, the adjusted rate is two cents, so that's not that bad, actually. What are you going to say? I'm going to say, well, you're only looking at the adjusted rate. We are not seeing the totality of an unadjusted rate across the board. Exactly. So basically, it matters because there's a difference. And why why should there be a difference between how much women get paid and how much men get paid? You know? Mm-hmm. And this plays into society. It plays into economy. It plays into countries. And we're going to primarily be talking about the statistics in the U.S. But it matters. 
Do you think also that it matters because it's not just a physical representation of the people who are working, but rather that it also stems from an emotional disconnection? Because I feel like if people see that there is a gap, they don't necessarily put the people to the number. Right. Okay. For sure. Do you want to know what the gap is? I'm nervous because I want to say it's in like the 30% at least. Like, um, like, what do you mean? I think I'm saying like there's a massive, it's not half. It's not like we're off by like a couple of change. It's probably like a whole dollar's worth. I don't know. Okay, well, it's not a whole dollar. No, that's good. So we got that going for us. <laughs> Woo! Not a, we're making more than, <laughs> okay. a, when, more than a penny. So here in the U.S., the non-adjusted wage gap, meaning just the average men's earnings versus the average women's earnings, women make 82 cents to every dollar that a man makes. Okay. Okay. So, wow, I had a really low count for us. <laughs> I'm sorry, women. I just assumed. So 82 cents to the dollar is what women are making. That, you know, people, when they hear that, they probably don't think that's a lot. But if you start putting your salary in the thousands, that's a big deal. Absolutely. And if we start saying, why is there a difference at all? Why is there a difference? I don't understand. Exactly. And we're going to talk about that. But basically, that 82 cents, that is from the most recent statistics. So that's from the 2019 U.S. Census Bureau and the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics. And the 2020 reports haven't come out yet. Well, you know. We will link some of these resources in our description. If 2020 is anything like it is right now. Well, it'll be interesting to see, and we'll actually talk about that a little bit later, of how is 2020 affecting this number. Okay. So the adjusted rates compares the salary of men and women in the same job and qualifications. The gap is much smaller, obviously, mm -hmm. with women earning 98 cents for every dollar that a man makes. Question. How do you put an adjusted rate for everyone's career? Like, how can... How is the, the difference smaller when you're talking about many different things? Is this an average of many careers or is this, how do they, how do they, I don't even know how to ask this question. They have different categories. So in the categories are things like teaching, nursing, engineering, doctors, different things like that, occupations. Is, so is this like the compiled amount? Yeah, it's taking the averages of all of the salaries. So I am not the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. That's and I fine. I'm not the U.S. Censor Bureau. We prefer you not to be. We'll probably read their reports this year and learn how they get that figure. If I had to guess, which maybe I shouldn't even be guessing because I'm not them, I'm guessing that they compare by like age or job title or mm, something like okay. that, you know. Which makes sense. Across a scope in that field by occupation, by whatever you put in your like. Yeah. You know, these are things like from your census and from your HR forms and like whenever you fill out like your what your occupation is, you know, they collect mm -hmm. this data. The government does. Right, right. And then they run all these reports every year. Okay, makes sense. And they do a lot more than that too, obviously. Of course, of course. Yeah, but this is a piece of it. So the adjusted rate is 98 cents to every dollar that a man makes. And again, that's an average of comparing all the same occupations by earning difference. So... When I told this to my husband, he's like, oh, that's, that's not so bad. But I think the statistic is even worse for me. Like, I think, it, I think it bothers me more. I think it's like a funny number because when you're talking about it, it doesn't seem like it's that much. We're only two cents away. But when you think about it, it's like, why are women being paid two cents less for doing the same job as a man with the same qualifications? I don't understand. Isn't that ridiculous? 
Well, it's bullshit. So. So I think looking at the adjusted rate, like, it bothers me more. Because even though the gap is small, like you said earlier, there is still a gap. Yeah. Why is there a gap between the same jobs and qualifications? This is why we get into discrimination. Why would I be paid two cents less for doing the same job as my coworker? And on average, that's what's happening. That's what's happening here in the U.S., just to let you know. Well, I think we need to start getting into why and the how and what do we do about it. And it's going to take many, many years to close this gap, even though it's not huge, but there still is one. So let's talk about the larger gap, the 82 cents stay at every dollar, the average over all women and all men in all occupations. Okay. The difference in their earnings. There are some primary reasons that go into there being a gap. And we talked about one already with the occupations, right? So comment on that. So you're telling me if I worked at Home Depot as a sales associate and you're comparing my salary average to a CEO of a Fortune 500, is that in the same average? Yes. Well, I don't see how they can be compared. I don't. Well, one, I don't understand why there's such a huge difference. Certain companies obviously make more based off of certain things. I don't know, but like it's confusing to put it all into one number if you know that certain jobs just can't offer that kind of salary. Well, that's why it's an average. But why does that need to be displayed? Okay, but think about it. If we lived in a perfect world and and the population is 50% women and more and more women are in the workforce every single year, Mm -hmm. why would there be a gap? Why isn't it all evened out? So if we took that average, if we took the Home Depot sales associate compared to the CEO and everybody in the entire country, if we didn't have a gender problem. Oh, I see now. There would be an equal amount of CEOs and an equal amount of Home Depot sales associates, and it would all average out, and there wouldn't be a gap. But because we don't have women CEOs, it and makes the gap large. Probably more male sales associates at Home Depot than there are female ones. Talking about previous uh, convictions. Shout out to Home Depot. You don't want to sponsor us? I worked for Home Depot for a year as a sales associate in the hardware department. I was the only woman in the hardware department. Right. And we got used to that. They were like, do you want to be a cashier? I was like, no, I would like to work in the hardware department. Why? Well, I'm going to be an architect. I feel like I should know about the tools that go with that. Right. They were like, why? I'm like, okay, can I just be in the hardware department? (laughs) Like, what is the problem? Why are we still talking? I'm a fast learner. (laughs) Give me the job. Anyways. Okay. So the other thing about occupations is that think about. What occupations are women-dominated and what occupations are male-dominated? I feel like women-dominated fields are like teachers. Teaching. Nursing. Nursing. Probably even therapy. Mm-hmm. Social work. And the male-dominated fields are? Are banking, engineering, science, architecture, unfortunately. Lawyers, doctors, everything like mm. that. Okay. We hate it. So here's the thing. The fields that are women-dominated make less money. Those are lower-salary-paying jobs. And the higher-salary-paying jobs that are dominated by men, like the engineers and the lawyers, are higher-salary jobs. So now we have the men on one side making more money and the females in the service and care making less. And why do you think that is, Emma? I think it's because we don't value people like moms and caretakers. We don't value the people who teach us things. 
who take care of us. But we don't why value are there people. More women in nursing and teaching and social work. We already talked about it in a previous episode. Because we are taught from a very young age that we're not capable of being anything but this. Say it louder. Honestly, I want to cuss right now. I'm so mad about it. Because like this is the, the stupidest shit. Because the dream of the gap. Dream gap. Do you see how it's all connected? Like if you start at a young age at the age of five and someone says, you know what, Emma, no, you can't be an architect because you're not worthy or you're not even built to be something better than what it is. A mom, a caretaker. No problem. Shouting out to the moms. We understand it's a hard job. But when there's not enough people being encouraged to do these jobs, this is why the gap is so huge. And this is why when you bring up something like gender equality and gender inequality, it becomes this tumbleweed because these things are connected. Oh, I hate it. The dream gap plays a part into the wage gap. And the wage gap plays a part into our gender inequality. This is so ridiculous. Right? It's it's 21st century and the man is still trying to pull us down. Come on now. Uh, that, that's, that's a joke, but also serious. That is one reason why we see this gap along the average of our salaries is the occupations that women and men choose. Because society has built them up to these occupations. And I'm not saying that there's not the other gender. I'm an engineer. They're men, male nurses are in high demand. Guess what? Why are they in high demand? Because all women are nurses. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Does this also play a role with other things like ethnicity, race, culture, 100%. creed, sexuality? Yep. And we're going to talk about that too. But that's not all the right. next topic that we're going to talk about. That's okay. Do you want to know what the next one is? Yes, really. Along with the occupation career choosing, we have the glass ceiling. Right. What do you know about the glass ceiling? I know that there is a phrase that we are taught. <laughs> okay. To go through the glass ceiling. <laughs> say say less. <laughs> do you see how sad this is? I don't know. That's okay. That's that's why we're doing this, right? So that we can learn from each other. Yes, and we want to have intelligent conversations with intelligent people. So the glass ceiling is the phrase, right? It's a metaphor for the obstacles in front of women to get promotions and to reach higher salaries, higher manager positions, senior manager positions, board positions, CEO positions, Mm. everything like that. So women, proven fact, have larger obstacles and do not get to those higher places as much as men do. So that's why we say to break the glass ceiling. That's so intense. In the industry, women rise so high, and then there's this invisible barrier. They can't get past their senior management role to the higher role. They can't rise above it because they're not given the opportunity. They're not chosen for it because of this, like, invisible, I'm using quotation marks, barrier. Mm. And that's what the glass ceiling is. So a few facts, and I asked you to look one of them up, and I didn't read those things that you sent to me. So I have a statistic that for every 100 men who are promoted, only 72 women are promoted. Would you like me to just put in a real quick comment of where that's from? I was trying to find if that statistic came from, like, the U.S. Bureau of Census or... This statistic is from the Women in the Workplace 2020, a crisis in corporate America. For every 100 men promoted or hired into a manager role, only 72 women were. This research has been found uh, little progress from women in the workplace since their first report in 2015. So this... Real quick, Sheryl Sandberg, who wrote the book Lean In, she's also sometimes controversial because of that book, but I really appreciate her. 
she talks a lot about this in the equality lounge um for a uh, a place where like we're all equal it's like an an organization that comes together a couple times a year to like speak about these topics and not gonna lie it's kind of important exactly all right so at this point when we're talking about this it doesn't matter why women are being promoted less but women are being promoted less period right I'm, I just want to say the devil advocate really quickly because I know women in my life who do not support women simply for the phrase of, are they good enough and are they equal in their skill level? They don't even think about the idea that women are not promoted as often. Their point is, well, are they good enough? And women are given the opportunity less often. Right. So it's like, it doesn't even matter if we're good enough. We don't even have the opportunity to do it. Exactly. It's just a part of that barrier. There's another statistic that by mid-career, men are 70% more likely than women to be executives. So you see how we have this gap because we're playing this game of catch-up. But if we're not given the opportunities to rise, we're never going to catch up. Absolutely. If we don't get promoted as much, if we are less likely to, because by the time the men are getting promoted for their second time, we're getting promoted for our first time, then we're always behind. Does that have a a large role also in like maternity leave and like the act of not being able to come back after having a family? Definitely plays a part into it, right? There's this tango that you work around. So there could be, you know, a discrimination factor that goes into this, but this is just taking the raw data of the numbers of people who are promoted. Makes sense. But we will be talking about motherhood as well. Okay. So we see how the playing field is not equal. And this even starts as early as the beginning of your career. By your first year out of college, women will already be being paid less than their male counterparts. If I find out that I'm being paid less than the guy that got hired with me at the same time, I'm going to quit. (laughs) Or I'm going to break a window. Honestly. But it's like, I need to... By the time we're promoted, which is already less than men, Even if we receive the same amount of raise that they did, we're still making less than them and we'll always be behind in this race and the catch up to close the gap. And this is based off of averages, right? So we're not talking about always. It's not an always scenario. And that's why it seems like it's hard to compare it to your one job because we're only looking at you. This is for everybody in the whole US. Right. So keep in mind when you're thinking about that, people, is that just because you might be in a position of privilege where you are equalized does not mean that other people are as well. Also, look around at your company if you're in the working field. Who are the managers? Who are the executives? Who's on the board? Not for people to stalk me or anything, but we only have one female partner out of the seven or eight of them. You have one female board member. And I like, I love her. I cling to her. I'm like, you go, girl. I want to be this woman. Like, this woman sees me and I look at her. I go, I'm going to have your job one day. Because you're going to retire and you're going to hand it to me. Beautiful. Through the working methods of of time and experience. Of course. (laughs) Continue. Okay. So then we talked about the earlier career. So if we take a step Mm -hmm. back even to that, let's talk about education is another reason why we have this gap. Education as in like grade school or high school or what are we talking about? Or just like going to college? All of it. So even at that young of age, I was already set up for disaster. Well, I'm being dramatic. It kind of plays into the dream gap, right? Absolutely. What is our education like? Does the school districts that you're in, the population levels, things like that. But also we're talking about 
basically the main key point when we talk about education as a reason of there being a gender wage gap is that higher education does not lead to equal pay. Absolutely. 100%. Having higher education doesn't lead to equal pay. And at every single degree level, women make less than men. So whether you have a high school diploma, whether you have a college degree, all the way up to a doctorate, at that level, when you enter the field, you will be making less than men with the same degree. I'm really mad. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not my fault. I'm very quiet because I'm, I'm contemplating my thoughts, but it's also like that, that to me is ridiculous. It's a blow. It's a blow. It's a blow to the head. But don't you feel better that you know more? Being educated is helpful because knowledge is power. But I think when you take off those rose-colored glasses and you're observing what's around you, especially for our generation, we have to like take it by the neck, right? And like really take the lead. And I appreciate knowing things, but it's also just very daunting to realize that we were encouraged to go get a degree and then we end up still being not as good or not good enough. Right, and I think that now women are actually seeking out higher education than men. I mean, for at least the architecture for NCARB, which is the National Board Certification Board for Architecture, I have seen in the last four years the numbers rise in the amount of women who are completing accredited colleges to become licensed architects. That has grown. And so has the minority level. Mm -hmm. You're seeing more women of minority getting these positions. And that's a big deal. It is a huge deal. It's just not as where we want it to always be. Yeah, because that's going to help your field. And that's the next thing we're going to talk about as a reason for the pay gap, race and ethnicity. So when we talk about race and ethnicity, we're comparing the wage gap broken down by each ethnicity for women compared to men Okay. by averages. We see that Asian women have the smallest gap, while Black and Hispanic women have the largest. Interesting. Let that sink in. Because of intelligence? Education, opportunity. So um, Asian women go for higher paying jobs. And this is just because of the opportunity that they were given even at the smallest of ages. Yeah, there's lots of factors that go into this. But Asian women are usually in higher paying occupations. They have the smallest gap, while Black and Hispanic women primarily in the lower, just, just like how women are nurses and men are engineers. Exactly. So that same idea broken down here. It's just like extra information that's playing a role sure. here. Every stat that I have mentioned thus far, when you break it down by ethnicity, is worse for Hispanic and Black women. So when we talk about the statistic of all the men versus all the women, when we talk about education, when we talk about the glass ceiling, when we talk about occupations. And people tell us that there's not a race problem in America. They have more obstacles than you and I do. Absolutely. Why? Exactly. I <laughs> right. I don't even care at that point. <laughs> you know what? No. You know what? Forget it. I take it back. I'm fighting for everybody else first. Right. Right. Exactly. Because it's, I, I can wait. All the white people can wait. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Did you know that of all the Fortune 500 companies, only one has a female of color CEO? What in the F? What company is this? I actually don't know. I was hoping you wouldn't ask. Google it. Ugh, I'm going to Google it. Only one Fortune 500 company is headed by a woman of color. Geisha Williams' departure from PG&E takes the percentage of Latina Fortune 500 CEOs from a 0.2% to 0.0%, equaling the percentage of black female CEOs. You go, girl. Wow. The big picture. With Indra Noyi stepping down as CEO of PepsiCo in October 2018, the total number of Fortune 500 CEOs who are women of color is now 0.2. 
This is crazy. Good for you, PG&E. Doing it right. Okay, keep going. <laughs> okay, and so the last reason that affects the wage gap that we're going to talk about is motherhood. And we, we're not going to get super into it, but let's just touch on it. Let's just address it. What's all on the forefront of our mind is that women are more likely to be caregivers out of necessity, right? Out of biological... No. No? Did I say that? No. You're... So women are more likely to be at home caregivers out of necessity. What do you think that necessity is? And I'm not saying this is true for everybody, but if you're faced with uh, one person has to stay at home, who's going to stay at home? The mom. The person who makes less money. This is so bogus. <laughs> So Am I blowing your mind? No, just I, I'm connecting architecture to this because I'm thinking of Levittowns. I'm thinking of the 1950s. I'm thinking about uh, industries of like manufacturing. I'm thinking of just like how women came about to be in the working world. And now I'm thinking about why not only do we have a struggling community of women who are moms who are working or at home, but there's not enough companies that support the women exactly. wanting to be mothers. So there's also the maternity leave loss of pay right so women will take more time as maternity leave and they'll also take time without pay because here in the u.s we have really crappy maternity leave we do not have an average fmla we do not qualify not every company in the united states offers family medical leave exactly and then even if you do it only covers for so long so if you want to take extra time you're going to take it unpaid and the mother is more likely to do that than the man. Well, or you're going to have to take it into like disability and then start using that time. And not everybody's offered disability. Yes. And then men also get maternity leave, but they usually take less time or only the time that's paid by the company and not the unpaid time because they need to go back to work because they make more money. And I'm generalizing. And that's fine. I, I think the issue there is that, you know, people say, well, why is it that they need more time? Well, biologically, that time with a youngling, the bond between mom and baby needs that exact amount of time and more to have a strong connection with your child. And then when you're forced to go back to work too soon because you don't get paid for being on maternity leave, you have no choice but to dissever that bond. Yes. And that's getting into a biological standpoint. And that's talking about the issues that the U.S. has with maternity leave. This is just mainly saying that motherhood does contribute to the wage gap. Well, there's also, I'm assuming, the factor of that your job is not necessarily guaranteed when you leave. And the the discrimination, the bias against it, which, you know, we don't want to assume and put on companies, but we know that it happens. I'm sure there are plenty of companies who discourage women to have children. You know, it, and it kind of states that in the reports. It's saying, we're not saying that the wage gap is proof of discrimination. We're saying that there's a wage gap. But we can probably imply that that comes with it. But you and I, as women, I can tell you I'm scared to get pregnant at a bad time in my career. I know for a fact that I would not be able to have children at my current job because they do not offer any sort of help or pay. Oh, cool. Yep. <laughs> we love it. Great. We love to great, see it. Great, great. Cool, 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 cool. That's not it. I, I want to be clear about something, though. Remember. Companies in the United States who have a people count, a head count of less than 50 individuals at their job do not, by required by law, do not have to have yes. family medical leave. They do not need to have that. Now, if you have, like my sister, she works for a company with over 50 people. She has FMLA and she has this ability because it's required. But we are a country, unlike 
many other countries who make it a option versus other countries who are like, nope, you're getting it. Here yes. you go. And that's have a healthcare birthday. issue. Right. Which is a whole new story. Woohoo. This is a lot, Lauren. Those are the main reasons. So don't worry. We're almost done. Don't freak out. That's fine. What did we talk about? <laughs> we talked about education. We talked about um, inequality when it comes to careers. Occupation. Occupation. We talked about race and ethnicity. Mm -hmm. We talked about motherhood. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the glass ceiling that apparently I had no idea about. Got it. Bingo. And then so just to quickly wrap it up with some other thoughts and some other notes. So paid less means women are more likely to depend on things like welfare, social security at an earlier age, you know, in retirement. They have worse pensions, obviously like the older generation now. Um, so when women are paid less, they're more likely to go on food stamps quicker than men because men get paid more money, right? Also, what's interesting here in 2020, we actually saw that unemployment rates were higher for women than for men by quite a bit. I'm not looking at it right now, but it was something like 12.7% women were on unemployment. Would you like me to look that in, up? Like this year in like February to June or something compared to like 8%. That was men. This doesn't make sense. Maybe I'll cut it out. I could look it out, but more women went on unemployment. And why do you think that is? Because kids are at home and they're not in school. So moms. Because of COVID. We had to come home. During the summer months. There was no summer camps. When they camps, were not in there school. There was no summer school. There was nowhere to take them. Moms were home. More, more women were on unemployment. That's ridiculous. Wow. Because you would think that companies would say, hey, because of the extraordinary circumstances, the unforeseen, as everybody's saying, that they would offer the ability to work from home and have flexibility. Yeah, but not every job can offer work from home, especially low-income jobs, like physical service work. Correct. You know, and I'm not saying that, that the companies were wrong to do it. You know, it's good for the companies to put people on unemployment because they're not paying those salaries and they could save some money. And it's good for mm -hmm. the employee to go on unemployment because they're receiving income while they're not working. And if they have an agreement with their employer that they can come back to work after the summer or whatever, because that did mm -hmm. happen. That's what furlough was. Right. During COVID. You know, we're still in COVID. But if women are losing their jobs or have to quit their jobs, well, if you quit, you don't get unemployment. But if they're they're losing their jobs due to this, that's a whole, you know, that's even a worse issue. Absolutely. Well, we're really struggling trying to maintain a equal playing field. Does this seem overwhelming? It seems... Like, do you think you're going to have better conversations about this in the future? I think I'm going to be able to be more encouraged to speak up, but I definitely need to do a lot more research because I'm really more curious about those numbers because, you know, me and you, our brains work similarly. We like the statistics, but like, I don't think this is complicated where people can't understand some of these yeah. really heartbreaking factors. And even these things are indisputable. And we didn't even talk about that many raw numbers or raw statistics. You know, we're just right. saying. Right. And this is just facts. This yeah. is not even including all of the extra junk that there comes are, with it. There are more women in teaching and nursing. There are more men in engineering and law. Everybody knows that. Right. And that plays a factor. And when we talk about these things like the glass ceiling. These things that everybody can kind of agree on, so don't feel like you have to have all the statistics, but let's just like recap them. What, what, what do you need to remember? Women make 82 cents to every dollar that a man makes on average over the country. If you're talking to somebody who's annoying 
and they say, oh, well, that's all averages. It doesn't really apply. Then you say, okay, well, then women make two cents less for doing the same job with the same qualifications. Why the heck is that? And that's a big deal because there's no reason for there to be any difference there's at no all. There's no reason. None. Emma's like, she's like, what is that word? I'm like, I'm like conniving in a way. <laughs> You're like simmering over there. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like sitting on, sitting on this information. Tell me how you feel. I'm mostly frustrated because I have been making it my last like life's mission in the last like four years to be a big advocate for young girls in STEM because I really encourage little ones to reach out and explore different avenues, right? It's, it's what we want. We want the kids to be able to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And then we see the longevity of a broken system that doesn't value the way work needs to be valued regardless of your gender, race, ethnicity, and it still doesn't have much of a difference. And that's really frustrating to hear. I know. And now I have to sit here and go, well, what do I do about it? What can I do? And that's the hard thing. So when we talk about what can you do, you can be educated. You can have conversations. And like we talked about in the gender gap episode, that kind of sucks as an answer. There's other things we can do. We can pursue higher degrees. We can pursue higher paying roles. We can do our part to be persistent to get us a seat at the table. And the more women that do that, the better. And the more we'll close this gap. Yeah, that's a big thing. We have to have men allies who are educated. We have to learn how to negotiate better. We need to learn how to have business conversations better, right? Because if we're in a man's world or whatever, if we empower ourselves to be better negotiators for our worth, then that helps us get better salaries. But the big thing that can help change in a big impact sort of way that doesn't feel so on the individual, companies need to step up. Bottom line, companies need to promote women, have less discrimination in their workplace, train to that, include HR, new up-to-date standards. We need to be innovative. We need to pay fairly. We need to give raises fairly. And every company really needs to evaluate what they're doing and then look at these reports to get an idea of more what they need to change to be a key player in closing this gap. Wow, that's a lot. But also, like, I can see how nothing can be changed unless people in power can change it with us. And who are the people in power? Men. That's why it's critical to have a seat at the table so that one female CEO in the Fortune 500 companies, one's a lot better than zero. The 0.2%, right? The 0.2%. That's why there's articles about it because it's a big deal. We need it to be more. We're seeing a gap. It is a big deal. That gives bias. When the decision makers aren't aware, aren't allies of their surroundings and their companies, how are we going to have an equal playing field? I think I said paying field playing field but honestly i'm not mad i'm not mad that's a good pun i love that i think it you know like you were saying earlier you know we need to have people in the positions that they are in now to be allies of the women who are equally trying to get to that position i just keep thinking about what we talked about last time is just it starts with language it's not like oh look at a woman did this it's women do this women are this You know, we're no longer a figment of imagination. We are doing the things that men do. 
We just need more women to see it. Those things that we talked about at a young age transfer into the workplace. And we can talk about that too in a whole episode. What is it like being a woman in the workplace? Let's do it. The language is different. How we're spoken to is different. How we're perceived is different. How we work is different. It's not bad. We get the job done, but it's not the same as our male counterparts. And then lots of times there's like, bias against that and we have to deal with stupid comments and stupid conversations and sexist things going on yep that we shouldn't have to but we do and Absolutely. that plays a role just like the gender gap yep and i think lauren i would love to talk about that with you and with other people yeah and i'm so i'm so excited for this next generation who are so much socially aware of these things that are happening to see yes. how that's changing right because the world is changing Mm-hmm. And we're gonna, I see it. We're going to see this shift, but mm-hmm. it's going to take predicted by these bureaus and by statistics many, many, many more years to close the gap. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> well, I'll be dead, <laughs> but I hope that I can contribute in my small amount of time that well, I'm here. That was horrible. Well, that was fun. Okay, bye. <laughs> Lauren, thank you for taking some time and doing the research and educating me and other people that are listening because. I know this is something that I wanted to learn about, and I appreciate you doing the work. And you know, honestly, I knew some of these statistics before. I was kind of nervous about putting some data together and learning more because I thought it was going to take a lot of time, and I was kind of putting it off, and I thought, oh, this will take me a few hours. It didn't take me that long. It really didn't. That's good. You know? That's good. That means information is all of these things, at, you know, at our hands. All of this information is at our hands. There's no reason why you can't look this up on your lunch hour. Yeah, five minutes, ten minutes. Get some education behind your belt so you can bring more to the table. For sure. Because what do I always say? What do you bring to the table? Because if it's not good, bring the good stuff. Do you always say that? I say the table part, not the good stuff part. But I definitely say, what do you bring to the table? I want to know more about what you have to offer. I don't think you've ever said that to me. No, that's first for everything. But you know what I have to offer. I do. And that's why we're friends. And that's why we're doing this podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you to our listeners. I hope this wasn't boring. I hope that it wasn't like bad news either for you. But we appreciate you listening. Stay educated. This is a podcast by women for women, and we're happy that you're listening. Thank you for showing up. I hope you have a lovely day, guys. Have a great week. Or have the week that you have, Emma. Have the week that you have, guys. No (laughs) pressure. This is another episode of The Oak View. Peace. Thank you again for listening to The Oak View. You can follow Lauren and Emma on Instagram at The Oak View Podcast. O-A-K-V-I-E-W podcast or email us at theoakviewpodcast at gmail.com. 